Hello and welcome to episode 82 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host, Ken Russi. How are you, man? What's going on with you and your world? I'm good. Nothing much. Just hanging out, chilling like a villain, as they say. I feel you. I feel you. I'm so excited about Rage 2 coming out in like two weeks, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm Dude, did you, did you uh, hear about that custom Rage 2 Dreamcast? The no, plays I Rage no. 2? What? Mm-hmm. That's dope. Yeah, so they're they're holding a contest, and there's a custom Rage 2 Dreamcast. Um, that's it's completely black. It has like a pink Antichrist symbol, I think, or whatever the Rage symbol is. Yeah. Um, on the top of it, and they said that it will play Rage 2. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome i don't know how this do that's awesome me neither i'll I'll try and remember to send that link to you so you can see that yeah i definitely want to see that for sure that sounds badass Mm -hmm. oh man but we have a i think it's going to be a really interesting discussion today yeah interesting may not be the proper word but (laughs) (laughs) um you know me i like thought-provoking uh, discussions, and I feel like this is one of those. That's better wordies, I think. Thought-provoking. That's two words. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're correct. And it's two words. Yep. But, you know, but yeah, we're going to be talking about politics uh, and how they affect video games and that sort of stuff. So, for me, what, what really brought this whole thing into my head was the uh, the backlash from Mortal Kombat 11 with the whole Jax thing and with the female characters in the game as well. On, yeah. the, on the Jax end, you have things like, oh, it's promoting white guilt, and on the female uh, character side of it, um, people are saying that it's the SJW influence uh, getting involved with that sort of stuff. Yeah. There's, so, go ahead. Uh, there, there's also the um, Donald Trump reference with the Shao Kahn character. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't uh, played the played the story yet. So, but I heard that that's a thing. Well, I don't think. From my understanding, it's not like story. It's something he says when uh, oh, before you battle him. Intros? Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because his his exact words are, uh, "Let's make outer world great again" or something like that. Right. And that's that's the famous Donald Trump. Like, let's make America great again. Yeah. So I mean, that's whatever to me. Whatever. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, people are. <laughs> Talking about games getting woke and how it can be bad for things and blah blah blah, but we'll get into that later. Right now, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Mortal Kombat issues that I have uh, seen and have been dealing with in my own in my own way and trying to figure it out and what it means for me and all that stuff. So yeah. I wanted to tackle the Jax thing first. 
Um, I, I want to start out by saying that I have not seen the seen his ending for the for the for the for the tower. Okay. Because it uh, I have I haven't actually played the game yet. The most I've done is go through the the uh, tutorial and I watch the AI fight. That's about it. But okay. I have heard enough about the discuss the 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 backlash and outcry of it to. I think be able to speak on it, and especially from my point of view, being an African American, speak on it in that respect as well. Right. So, so for those who don't know what what I'm talking about, the Jack's ending for Mortal Kombat 11 in the tower. Number one, it's non-canon, so it doesn't really matter. But number two, the uh, the game itself sort of deals with time travel, and Jax goes against Raiden's warnings of time travel and mess messing with the past and whatnot. He goes back in time and basically ends or basically stops slavery from happening. Which in turn leads to a in in the terms of, of how they how they phrase it in the in the tower, in the ending anyway, leads to a better life for not only him, but all African Americans in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for some reason, people are upset about this, and I don't know why. I don't, I don't know either. I haven't seen it. Um, I assume it's because he uh, built Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, um, but, but yeah, I mean, apparently that's basically like what happens in the ending. He basically goes and he built, he builds this community, you know, for, for you know, but for African Americans and whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. it, you can call it Wakanda if you will. For sake of argument, we'll call it Wakanda. <laughs> Yeah, so Jack's Kanda. Yeah, Jack's Kanda. Like Jack's Kanda. So yeah, I mean, and you know, I've heard things like, "Oh, it's it's promoting white guilt and all that stuff." And again, personally, I don't see the issue with it. I I don't see the problem with someone wanting to uh, get rid of one of the more I'm gonna I'm gonna call it traumatic events in the history of, of of this country. You know, preventing that from happening, in my opinion, would be a good thing or, or is a good thing in terms of me and my and my personal biases toward it. Yeah, like it's absolutely right. Why would that why would it be something that you know you would want to not prevent if you if you were given the chance to do it? You know. Right. Now, um, I do want to clarify, um, because I could be wrong, but I thought slavery was a worldwide thing, not just an American problem. Yes, no, 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 it is, it is, but um, in terms of, in terms of what it means to African Americans in general in, in the country, it was the, again, it was the, I think the actual thing in the in the ending is the transatlantic slave trade, which is that that came over to America. Okay. So that's more so what it's referring to, if I recall correctly, from what I've seen and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of things that that we could say we could take this to, and it's difficult to try and um, be sensitive to issues. That can be brought up with this, right? 
because I don't have a problem with um, the ending. Um, I don't. I don't have a problem with any of the stuff that um, Mortal Kombat 11 has put in to their game, except for the like shots where you see people's skulls being crushed and hearts being exploded. And yeah, I have more and- of a problem with that. Than anything else that the game does, <laughs> right, right, or and, has. and that's and that's because that's not your thing, right? That's not what you yeah. like, and and that and that's fine too. Yeah, and that's not, a totally subjective thing. Not into Gordo, but yeah, right. Um, it does feel like it's not, you know, if Jax just has a story where he stops the transatlantic slave trade or whatever, that's probably good. Yeah, but. I mean, when you compile it with everything, mm-hmm. you know, you got the Shao Kahn, you have uh, the lady characters. It does seem like they're trying to appease a certain market. And I, I've never been one that feels like um, we shouldn't have our freedoms to kind of say and do what we want. Right. You know, and it feels like that's could be kind of taken away because they're trying to to make you know this this game for a specific clientele, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's one of the arguments that gets into both of these things is mm-hmm. that uh, you know trying to pander to a crowd of people who will probably never play the game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, 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 I don't want to sit here and uh, speculate on if that happened or not or whatever. I don't really care, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm more so focused on the content in the game and you know what what it's saying, what it's trying to do. I don't care if it's trying to pander to one side or the other because I mean you you're gonna have biases regardless. Every everything has a bias to it in some way, shape, or form. Um, so I, I I I'm not really articulating it well, mm-hmm. but I think what I'm what I'm trying to say is that that stuff doesn't really concern me too much. The outside influences, whatever they are, that I don't really care about. Um, I more so care about, again, the things that are in the game versus uh, what may have happened to influence the game. It's in there, so we should talk about it. You know? Right. Well, I mean, that, that can move us to the the next one, and that's with the character Scarlet. Yeah. Because the last game she was in, which I believe was Mortal Kombat 9. Yes. She wasn't in 10. Right. Um, but her character was pretty much that she gained power by drenching herself in the blood of other people. Yeah, like her, had to physically, yeah her, her whole gimmick is based around blood, yeah. Yeah, like it has to touch her skin. Mm-hmm. Now, regardless of why, you know, I mean, maybe uh, Mortal Kombat 9, they're like, you know, we should have a character in a bikini that makes sense. I know. You know, she, she gets yeah. her power from other uh her enemies' bloods or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know that's been her so, thing for for since she was brought into the game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know it, so that, that, that's that's Scarlet's thing. Yeah, that could be uh, the the gimmick, and like you said, not speculating. 
But then when you remove that, and I don't know if her character still gets her power from blood or if they remove that entirely and now she doesn't, she gets it some other way. But when she's completely covered up, it, it doesn't make sense to me. You right. know, I mean, I'm I'm one of those people that I'm like, you know, these women are going to war. They should have protection on, you know, like medieval game. They shouldn't be in a bikini with like two straps of armor on, you know, yeah. nothing else. Like they would be dressed to the hill in armor because they wouldn't want to die. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that makes sense to me. But um, when you've already built in this lore and now you're switching it. And maybe you can explain more about that. It it doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, because and and, and that's more so the issue. What what I'm seeing as far as the backlash from fans about the female characters in the game is that they are they are they have changed the iconic looks of these characters to again from what people are saying to appease the SJW crowd or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally don't now Scarlet like. Scarlet's look, it's different to me. I'm yeah. not a fan of, of the new design. Um, Were you a fan of the old design? I liked it because it made sense. Okay. I liked it because it made sense. Uh, this one, from what I've seen, it from what I've seen, it doesn't make sense to me. But again, I haven't really gotten into the game yet, so there might be reasonings as to why she's dressed like this. Be, besides what Netherrealm has said about... Uh, the females in, in, in this game anyway. Okay. You know, I could be wrong. I don't know. But, uh, and, um, you know, Katana and Jade, you know, those two, you know, they, they, they have very iconic looks as well. And I personally love Katana's new design, and I love Jade's design as well, even though Jade's a zombie in the game. Uh, she's a revenant. So, Did she die in Mortal Kombat 10? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I believe she died in... No, she died in 9, if I recall. Yes. Was it 9? I don't remember if she died in 9 or not. If it was I, thought nine or, 10, I thought 10 was a reboot. Uh, nine, 9, 10, and 11. Yes. 9 is a retelling of, of Mortal Kombat 1 to 3. Okay. And then... Um, 10 takes place 25 years after the events of Mortal Kombat 1 to 3. So it's building towards uh, the events of Armageddon uh, again, basically. This is, what, this, is, this is what my project's about, okay? It's, it's, all, it's all a very um, complicated I'm not, thing. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm yeah. just like... You're confused. Yeah, did I miss? Because I thought, I thought Mortal Kombat 10 was just called Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat 9 was Mortal Kombat 2011. Mortal Kombat X, Mortal Kombat 10. I thought X was just added DLC stuff. No, uh, it's Mortal Kombat 10. And then 11 is the one that's out now. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. You know, I mean, your your guess is as good as mine, I guess. I can't remember, but anyway, she died, and she's now back as a revenant. She but, did, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, uh, the the whole the the whole thing with that too is going back to your point about the females being clad in armor. 
and going out to war and all that stuff. Um, there's arguments there about, oh, they're ready for war with all, all the armor and stuff, yet they're out fighting in high heels. Which, okay, you know, makes sense. Fine. Uh, again, I am not a woman, so I don't know that side of it. However, I have, um, I, I, I like getting different viewpoints on subjects that interest me. Because it's important to see both sides or multiple sides of anything so you can come to a decision on your, on your own. And so you're not so stuck in your own, you know, in your own way about things. You have to open your mind to other viewpoints out there. So okay. went through and watched some different YouTube videos. And there was a woman, a woman who I found was talking about some different things. Uh, Liana Kay, I think her name was. I can't remember. But she was talking about the Mortal Kombat 11 characters and whatnot, the female characters in particular. And she was saying how, you know, uh, the outfits, while they, while they make sense, aren't really practical for a fight. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, comparing it to things like, you know, women's UFC, for instance, they're not wearing a whole lot of clothing because that can easily be grabbed. And, you know, if you get, again, you get to fight with somebody, you know, you want to be as flexible and have as much freedom of motion as you can. And the armor, the armor and stuff would limit that freedom of motion, which makes sense. That makes sense to me. Okay, fine. I can see that, that side of it. Um, I would like to combine both my viewpoint and hers together and to say that, you know, I understand the, the reasoning for having the armor there mm -hmm. because you're going in the battle. But at the same time, maybe it was a little, it's maybe it's a little too much. But again, you know, well, they they designed the characters in this way for a reason. Yeah, I mean, I guess the argument would be: Are the male characters scantily clad versus the women? Because if the male characters are are like dressed up to the nines, like we'll say Jax, does he still have his shirtless metal arms with just pants? From what I've seen, they have some. Uh, th they're different attires for each of the characters in the game. You can customize them and whatnot. So, I believe Jax does have a shirtless attire with just with just the arms. Liu Kang still has a shirtless attire right. and whatnot. Um, so, but, but we also have to remember that uh, in society, male male well, bodies are not as sexualized as females' bodies are. I'm. I mean, one, I'm not saying that they should be naked. No, yeah, yeah, of course. Right. Um, but I am saying that uh, there's that prejudice. I mean, yes. if you're, you know, if, if we recall correctly, there was a movement here in the States because women couldn't wear bikinis outside. Right. They, they had to be fully clothed. Yeah. Like they, they couldn't wear what they wanted to. They had to be um, dressed. And now... The argument is that they're too scantily clad and that they need to be dressed, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. you know? So, I mean, that's why I'm I'm all about kind of uh, freedom to, as long as it doesn't physically hurt somebody, um, I'm, I'm kind of about that, that freedom. Because otherwise, you know, we'll just go back to... Um, a monarchy 
the only problem is that everyone will be the monarchy you know <laughs> yeah i mean i mean that's that's what we'll get into and we won't be able to say anything bad or or do anything that someone thinks is bad mm-hmm. uh, even though we don't feel it's bad right right you know and and, and that's right. where that that's where that gets into yeah and so that's why i'm i'm okay with them being fully closed i i don't really care but should it be an issue what they're wearing whether they're half naked in a bikini or whether they're willing wearing full armor yeah that's that's my that's also my thing too like should it really be an issue is my thing i personally don't think it should really be an issue i understand the iconic looks of characters and whatnot um and wanting to keep some sort of similarities to the iconic looks and everything because i now i don't i don't know if they'll bring in you know dlc costumes or you know for the classic katana or classic sonya you know mm-hmm. from you know the from mk2 or whatever you know i don't know if they'll do that because of this whole thing now i don't know if they do great if not cool it doesn't really bother me either way um i personally don't think that it should really be an issue again i don't as far as the female characters and their clothing goes I don't right. think that should be an issue. I get where those people are coming from about the iconic looks and everything, but I also understand the other side of it too, the side that we're that side that we're on about the going the you know going into battle and whatnot. But again, and that's another argument too. It's not realistic because you're talking about a game where people's eyes can you know people get blades through their eyes and they come back from fatal blows. <laughs> you know, but again, and that's a whole other thing that you know it's just. It's a complicated thing to really talk about without uh, looking at how ridiculous everything is. Yeah. But I think, but but I think that's that's fine. The ridiculous nature of things, you know, and having these characters in the crazy outfits, uh, whether it be whether it be a Scarlet in 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 uh, you know Mortal Kombat Nine or how she looks now. You know, it's outlandish a little bit, sure. Uh, but the whole game's outlandish, so... Right. You know. So, uh, with that being said, how do you feel... Like, do you feel Mortal Kombat 11 is, is trying to be political? Like, it's trying to, um, I don't know, appease uh, certain demographics? Like, how do you feel... Um, about that. I mean, obviously, you're not gonna know because you didn't work on it. But right. just with the evidence that you've seen um, with the game, do you feel like they are trying to be political? I honestly don't think so. I, I don't, and I say that because I, I think I think they do. Hang on, <clears throat> I think they do these things for a reason. Okay, hold on. Let me backtrack a little bit. Let me backtrack and clear my clear my thoughts. I think that they are in some ways, but I don't think it's it's as uh, cut and dry or as simple as everyone makes it out to be. I don't think it's an SJW thing or a a uh, wanting to appease a minority thing with with the Jack situation. 
I think that uh, I think that it's important to have discussions about things like, you know, uh, women's uh, body images and the clothing they wear, and things like the Jack situation. Um, and I think that if we don't have these discussions, then it doesn't really help anybody to keep it either under either swiping it under the rug like it doesn't exist or not talking about it altogether in general. Yeah. So I think it is to a point, but I don't think it's uh, beating anyone over the head with its uh, political stances on whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I think they were trying to not be political. Mm-hmm. And by them specifically trying to not be political, they ended up being political. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it might have been a little bit of damned if they did, damned if they didn't. Yeah. Because, you know, it's it's quite possible if they had made their characters, or specifically their women, to be more attractive and more scantily clad, they would have attracted um, the opposite a negative connotation with it yeah as opposed to what they're experiencing now so i mean it might have been that that they really didn't have a good option and so they they just tried to do with whatever little bit they could yeah. you know i mean it's mortal combat it's always going to be under uh, a microscope anyway yeah because i mean we're talking about ever since mortal that... combat 2 go ahead sorry it's always <laughs> been under always been under a microscope yeah for sure yeah we're talking so, about the game series that really brought about the creation of the esrb anyway right <laughs> so i mean yeah they're no strangers to controversy much like uh grant the bottle yeah so i mean uh yeah they were they're kind of they were between a rock and a hard place yeah <laughs> and uh so they might have just went, well, let's just, you know, let's go the opposite. We usually try and push the envelope and be as, like, grotesque and whatever as we possibly can. Let's see what happens when we do the opposite. Yeah. And it still backfired because everyone that would get those games for them pushing the envelopes were like, why didn't you push the envelopes, you know? Yeah. So. I, 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 still, I still just don't think it's, it's that big a deal. I think there are plenty of other plenty of other real things to be angry about, and I think that this like is food a. Like food is getting cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like my food's getting cold. My uh, food is but... getting cold. <laughs> but I think that I think that it's. Such are we a... done? I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I think I think it's. I think it's just a case of people looking for something, something to be mad about. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like. Uh, people will just specifically, you know, like something mild. Yeah. And they'll just blow it out of proportion. Yeah, that's what I think this really is, if you're, if you're asking me. I don't think it's more a political thing. I think people took it and made it a political thing. That's okay. what I think it is. So, um, what are some other examples, though, of politics in your games? Uh, Bioshock's always, but always a good one that mm-hmm. I, that I think that comes to mind. Uh, you know, I don't, 
remember the exact um, uh, political, uh, I can't think of the word right now, stance that the uh, first game was trying to do. But, you know, it, it was basically, but, you know, Andrew Ryan went down and created Rapture, which was this place where you were kind of free to do what you want and have the expression of, uh, have the, you know, expression of yourself and everything else. I could pull up the quote here for, from the intro scene, uh, you know, where he's like, no, this is a man in Moscow. And that, that famous quote from Bioshock, you know, the one I'm referring to if you played the game. Or played a little bit of it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that's always a good one. The yeah. Bioshock series in general. I mean, um, with that one, though, uh, the creator, I read a quote where he said that Bioshock is a political Roshark test. And I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering that word. <laughs> but it's the little um, white pieces of paper with, like, the, the black spots and shading and and just random oh, stuff yeah. that mm-hmm. people see what they want to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's what the creator said was that it was a political uh, Roshark test uh, on there, um, which I guess means people just they see what's political in there that they want to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they pick and choose from there. As I know, Bioshock uh, Infinite, for instance, you know, had a. I think that was one of my favorites just because it kind of spoke about uh, racism and the uh, the and it was almost like they took the uh, American uh, dream and sort of pushed it to like a hundred in terms of Colombia and the whole world in general. It was the uh, um, What's the word I'm looking? At? I can't think of the word. It almost like almost like a a manifest destiny sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the, and just pushed him up to a hundred. So you know it had it had racism. It had a bunch of other things in the game that uh, were just really uh, out there about it. And I think. Uh, uh, another example that I could think of is uh, Mafia Three, with okay. the uh, Lincoln Clay being the protagonist that he was, you know. And I, I had said it when I when we talked about it uh, a couple right. years ago now, <laughs> um, that it was for me, for me it was, uh, it was I don't want to call it relatable, but in a way relatable because you know Lincoln's walking down the street. And depending on where you are, you'll see people, you know, clutch at the, a w- woman clutching at her purse or whatever. It's little things like that. Or if you're in a certain neighborhood, the cops will get there faster versus in another neighborhood. You know, these things actually happened and they didn't shy away from it in their game. Right. So. And Spec Ops the Line is another one. It's it, it. I love that game so much. I've I've heard it be described as one of the most uh, anti-war war games. <laughs> um, anti-war I, I, war games. Yeah, an, yeah, and yeah, anti-war war games. It's it's. Uh, I don't really know what that means, <laughs> but that's that's what I heard. And I mean, I've, again, I played the game. It's really really good. 
I think I think you should do some favor and definitely check it out if you haven't already. Goes for you and all y'all listening. If you haven't, definitely check it out. Um, but it's it's got a bunch of heavy stuff in there, and I think that all of it's important in making you think about these things. Right. Yeah, I mean, there there are a few other games. Uh, I can think of the Division Two actually, but it was more. Um, not so much maybe the game, like maybe was the game because it's it's a war game, you know, it's set in America, so it probably has to do with some politics. Yeah. Um, but they did uh they sent out an email that said, uh, "Come see what a real government shutdown looks like." Oh. <laughs> and then a couple hours later, they sent an apology about that email. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a yikes right there. I don't know. I thought it was funny. I was like, wow, that's clever. That's pretty good. And then I got an apology. I was like, what are they talking about? Like, <laughs> that wasn't that bad. Like, why are they apologizing for it? Yeah. Like, but, I mean, I don't know. Do do politics, like, belong in our games? Personally, I, I would say yes. With a caveat. <laughs> okay. I would say yes if you can make it fit into your narrative of the game and don't just shoehorn it in there, if that makes sense. I think oh. you have to do it with a purpose in mind and making people think about things in general. Because, again, as I said a few minutes ago, it's important to have these discussions because we don't have these have these discussions. We can't... We can't broaden our horizons as people. We can't we can't see the other side if we don't hear from it. We're right. just set we're set in our own ways. This is all that we know, and we're not gonna open up about it. And we're not gonna talk to other people about it, and we're not going to get better and improve as a nation, as a people, as a world, if you will, if we don't have the difficult discussions. I think you have to have these. And I think that games, uh, entertainment in general, you know, all forms of media should should uh, at least talk about these things if it fits their narrative. You know, right. it's like if you're you're not you're not gonna do a you're not gonna do you know a, a game that's about you know uh, take like a MOBA I guess that has like no. You know, it, 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 it depends on the game, what you're doing with the game is what I'm saying. What I'm yeah. trying to say. Well, I mean, with that, you could look at um, Overwatch. Like, let's yeah. say, um, you know, by making the uh, character Tracer, um, for lack of a better word, by making her a lesbian, mm -hmm. um, that's pushing political... Yeah. Uh, I guess stories. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know yeah. Words, there's there's but... all sorts of different ways to do it. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, Overwatch, like you said, it's a really good example. It's got diverse cast of characters from all sorts of uh, you know genders, sexual orientations, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. It's got all these different things going for it, and I think that's important too. Representation is such a huge thing that people don't realize or think about because. It, it, again, this is my, my, my personal viewpoint. Uh, most 
video game characters are white males, which I don't have a problem with. That's not something that I really care about a whole lot. However, it's a totally different thing when there is a black character in a game that's, one, not stereotypical, and two, you know, you can... There are different kind of black characters besides the stereotypical black character. Let me tell you something. If Jax, if Jax's thing, if Jax's ending was about him, you know, going out and ending and let, let's say he still ended ended the slave trade and whatever but he turned it into you know all about himself getting getting you know the money and all that other business mm-hmm. no one would have cared about it i guarantee no one would have cared about it he, he made jack's fried chicken right well like, i guarantee jfc you no one cared I, about could, it. I could see it now like, oh you know what yeah yeah you go black guy do that but that's not what jack's character is jack's is a very uh uh not self-righteous but selfless character you know himself mm-hmm. and you know he, he has his, his kids now and all that stuff right that's 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 just that's a whole other thing i could get into but yeah yeah i mean we really should give him a hand <laughs> yeah i like it it's all you did but okay. but yeah I, I i think that i think that they belong if you can make it fit into your narrative and not just put it in just to get some sort of response. So what about the argument that games are just meant to be fun? They're meant to pull us away from the real world, to to escape from the trappings or the problems with that. So is any other form of entertainment, right? books movies uh you know that sort of stuff uh i think any form of entertainment is used as an escape from real world problems if you will i'm not i'm i'm not saying you can't have them at all i'm not saying that um Mm -hmm. but i think you should i think that entertainment is a place where you should be able to do these things because if you don't then Again, when can you talk about it? Never? Are you never are you never supposed to talk about these things? Yeah, I mean that, that's acceptable. <laughs> yeah. I I'm I'm not, I'm not like yelling at you, but it's more of just me just vocalizing my frustrations with, with the topic, if you will. With that with yeah. that side of the argument anyway. Because personally, I do, like I get it. I agree with you that, you know, they can be a form of escapism and a form of entertainment, if you will. But entertainment can also make you think about things in a way you know right. stand-up comedians do, do do all the time you know some some comedians will throw jokes in there about the political climate or you know whatever else and that's a form, that's a form, a form of entertainment a form of escapism for an hour you're getting laughs whatever but if 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 the person can make you think about things while you are laughing your head off even better in my opinion I'm not saying every game needs to. I'm not saying every entertainment form of media needs to be, you know, this deep, uh, you know, um, invest, you know, this deep, this deep process of thinking and whatnot, uh, because yeah. that's that's not what everybody wants, you know. Let's be real, not everybody wants that, and that's okay. Right. But I think yeah. for those that do want those stimulating uh, topics or discussions or whatever, uh, it's there for you, and I think that. These things should continue to exist. Yeah. I mean... What about you, though? I'm, 
I'm I don't like being forced anyone else's agenda. Period. And so honestly, I feel like politics shouldn't be in video games. And it's not that they don't have a place, it's not that they can't tell a story. I just don't want to be forced fed someone else's. And I've said this before, I I play games to escape from my world. Right. You know, not to um try and and be my world. You know, that's that's not what I'm about. You know, that's why I'm I'm okay with stuff being like weird, crazy, wonky, whatever, just yeah. because um, you know, it's it's not real. And it you could argue that it should be a better version of our world, but I don't know. <laughs> so I I just feel like uh I mean they, they have a place and um they are an art form. So if a creator wants to tell a story or wants to, then that's fine. But mm-hmm. you know, looking up uh doing a bit of research here, you know, with smaller studios, like we'll say indie projects, there's usually one unified vision. And so they so if they're trying to be political, that's that's it. They're it's from that, you know, one vision right. as a yeah. small group. When you get into these bigger groups, like with Mortal Kombat with the NetherRealm Studios or with Ubisoft or even uh, like BioWare, whatever, you know. Yeah. Well, I was going to say uh, Area, was it Area 51, Tanker 42, whatever, the guys that made... Hangar 42? Yeah, the guys that <laughs> made Mafia 3. So Hangar 42, you know, generally there's so many different people working on different stuff that unless it's the main focus of the story or whatever, yeah. um, that you don't get this kind of agenda pushing. You don't get these... Uh, politics unless it's like that one specific person that's working on this story like even the story like they have so many different people working on different sections of the story and and working to get it to fit that unless one specific person is like i'm gonna write in a political joke here or whatever it generally doesn't fit in you know so um that's that's how i feel i mean i'm not gonna um, hate on them and games that have politics. It's not like I'm gonna avoid them. Yeah. But personally, I I prefer if they didn't try and force their personal agenda onto me while I'm playing games. Right. And and, and see, I think I think there's a difference though between forcing something on you and having it be just having it just be there, existing mm-hmm. in the world as is. I think that when I think of forcing someone to do something, I think of your mother or parents or grandparents making you go to church because that's what we all do. We all go to church. And you don't want to go, but you got to go anyway. Suck it up. Deal with it. You're going to church. Whatever. I don't think that I, I haven't played a game anyway where I have felt like someone's political beliefs are being pushed on me. There's probably a lot of games. There, maybe there, there, there probably are some that that I just didn't think about at that point in time, um, but 
at it, it, thinking about it now, I can't think of anything. There probably are, like I said, but now I can't think of any that come to mind. Um, right. Well, I mean, here's here's a pretty famous one. Every World War II game you've ever played has pushed okay. the politics. The Germans, the Nazis, are evil. Yeah. You know? Correct. And I'm not here to argue that point, but they are pushing that politic. They are pushing that agenda in that game. You know, I mean, that that could be a widespread belief, but that's being pushed. That's being, um, for like a better right. word, brainwashed. It, yeah, so it's propaganda, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I that mean, every, every game is kind of pushing its own story and its own... Yeah, everything has an agenda. Yeah. So, you you can't really get that out of video games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it would be kind of like, you know, if uh, you was out in the, the living room, though, uh, visiting with your family, and then they started talking about church, and and they just wouldn't stop me. Like, you know, I, I just really don't want this. I don't want to hear about it. And they just won't stop. Right. Yeah, you can leave and go uh, to your bedroom, you know, and avoid that, or you have to deal with it. Yes, and, and I think, and I, I think, forcing you to sit there and have that discussion that you don't want to have, uh, um, is a problem. However, on the flip side, though, yeah, but I don't. At, on the flip side, though, at the same time, even though it's difficult to have that discussion, and you may not want to, because I've been in that situation, I don't want to have the discussion. But at the same time, you know. Sometimes you have to speak up for yourself and have your side as well. That way they can hear your side if they want to. If they don't, that's on them. Yeah. And I don't know because we are creatures of habit. And yes. And we like familiar. We like safe things. We yeah. like... Uh, um, continuity if you will with our with our structure and schedule and things like that we like things mm -hmm. that are the same yeah so with that being said i don't know if this is going to really change anything uh with games in general or politics because you know we're the only the only way it will change is by changing our youth to be the way we want we we teach them the 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 best side of what we want them to do and so i feel like politics and games are kind of a mute point unless mm -hmm. we're letting kids play them and we're telling kids we're effectively brainwashing them into what the agenda of that game is telling us you know i i've learned from legend of zelda orcs are bad they're evil, man. <laughs> if I ever find an orc, I'm pulling out Master Sword. We're, we're doing it. We're going at it, brother. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's just kind of a uh, something to do with, with life, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I've always felt that children themselves, that's where you teach them. And then once they're roughly at the teenage 
years, maybe a little bit older. I mean, they're going to be set in their ways, you know, and so it's going to be very difficult to to kind of change their mind. And that's where video games can kind of go in. And that's why I don't really like, you know, like if, if you have a story where you're going to push an agenda, like if the character is neutral and then I get to pick his agenda, like I feel like that's better, you know, like those are the sort of stories that I'm OK with politics being in. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's it's a different landscape now. We're we're going into a different world, <laughs> you know. So yeah, we are absolutely true, hundred percent. We are. Yeah, we and are. I'm sure there are a million other games that are way more political than the games we've talked about. But because they sell multi-million copies, they're the ones that get brought up. Yeah. You know, oh, <laughs> it's not like you're tapped out, man. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I, I think we've kind of said everything we need to say about the topic. So why don't we uh, bring it on home, shall we? All right. All right. So that means we are out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 82 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. Once again, we are a part of of the Joystick Entertainment Network. Before we get out of here, though, Ken, round of plugs, go. And inside the failed home run. So you can find us on Twitter at R&R Gaming Pod. That's R-A-N-D-R-G-A-M-I-N-G-P-O-D. We always post as soon as the new episode goes live. I don't don't know if you noticed, Byron, uh, but I did uh, put our video on YouTube. So it is available for the masses who want to watch us and not just listen to us in their ear holes. I did notice that. I was very surprised. I was like, had I known he was going to put us on the tube, I would have probably got a haircut. But it's fine. I would have brushed my hair. (laughs) (laughs) I would have put on a nice shirt. Yeah, I I put on a nice shirt, you know. I got got on my uh, N7 shirt today, y'all. I don't know if you can really see it, but it's an intimate shirt. Anyway, uh, you can also... Wait, this side. Well, this side for me. I don't know. It's on one of the sides of the shirt. It's on the right side. Yeah, right side. You get it on the left, it's inside out. (laughs) Point. Point. But you can also find us on Twitter as well. I'm on Twitter at uh, bron1417. That's b underscore ron1417. Ken is also on Twitter. At MacRobov, that's M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. You can find me on Twitch at B underscore Ron1417. I am currently get, well finishing up Andromeda on Monday. Hopefully Tuesday we'll go into Mortal Kombat story mode, so we'll see. As of recording, anyway. Who knows? Come by and find out. Anyway, they can also find the podcast on places, though. Can Tell yep. them where they can find it at, man. Yep. So the podcast is available on the... Apple Podcast Store. It is available on the Google Play Music. You can also find it on the CastBox app or the CastBox website, which is castbox.fm. <laughs> and we just added YouTube. I'm going to start bringing, since we are recording our videos oh, here. Yeah. Uh, we are going to bring it back to YouTube as well. So you'll be able to find us there. Um, I feel like, though, I'm going to give the podcast people a heads up first. Like, they'll get it a few days, maybe a week before, and then 
the video will go live. So, okay. you know, just so that people are aware. And that's what we're uh, doing. The plan is to get the audio out first and then bring the video uh, online. Because the, the last video I did, <laughs> <laughs> I know we're plugging, but quick side note. Um, last video I did, seven gigabytes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that much when I started, but <laughs> apparently I added stuff and I upresed it. So it went up to seven gigabytes when I was uploading it to YouTube. So I was like, dang, Gina. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Exactly. It's wild how that happens. Um, mm-hmm. But while you guys are over there on those respective podcasting platforms, be sure to give us five stars, five stars, five stars, and leave reviews because it helps us climb the charts to continue our goal of world video podcast domination. Mm-hmm. But, all right, guys, that's going to do for this week. Thank you all so, so much for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. We'll see you guys next week, though. We got another show for y'all. Yeah, and y'all got to come back. Ken, tell them why. We'll most likely be checking out an Xbox One exclusive free-to-play, and everyone could use a little more R&R.